Today on the Burden Inklings, we're going to look at chapter two of the Pilgrim's Recast, which is the island, which is all about um, the awakening to desire, downward longing. And we're also going to see who is louder, me or my neighbor's TV. Probably my neighbor's TV. Sorry, but I have a delicious drink that I want to drink tonight. So that is what I'm going to do. So my drink this week, or today, is from a local um, German, even though it's not a very German drink, um, German restaurant called Rastkammer, and it's vodka with lemon and cranberry, so it's very strong and delicious. Um, and the quote this week, even though the quote of the week is usually from going to be from the Pilgrim's Regress. This is all about the awakening to joy or, well, I guess the second half of this chapter is the first half of the chapter. This is not so much, um, but I wanted to look at C.S. Lewis's definition of joy, which is more or less what this island is, it's longing from his book, Surprised by Joy, which is his autobiography, spiritual autobiography. So he's explaining joy. It is that of an unsatisfying desire, which is itself more desirable than any other satisfaction. I call it joy, which is here a technical term and must be sharply distinguished from both happiness and from pleasure. Joy, in my sense, has indeed one characteristic and one only in common with them, the fact that anyone who has experienced it will want it again. Apart from that, a only, and considered only in its quality, it might almost equally well be called a particular kind of unhappiness or grief, but then it is a kind of we want. I doubt whether anyone who has tasted it would ever, if both were in his power, exchange it for all the pleasures in the world. But then joy is never in our power, and pleasure often is. Hmm. Was that? Yeah, I think that was part of it too. Um, but uh, his definition of joy or longing, it was a longing that is more desirable than possessing. Um, so cheers. So now to a brief summary of the island. The chapter starts off with John looking at the rules that he received from the, my goodness, I can never remember what the steward um, wrote. And at first he tries very hard to follow all the rules as best he can, 
but he's inevitably breaking them and then he will turn around and just be as bad as possible the next day and then he'll the day after that just have such remorse for being so bad and in some ways this is an experience that Lewis had I don't know if it was so much the pendulum of being as bad as he could but there were when he first was awoken to sinful nature he would just lie in bed and just set this determination of how he would be better the next day and it was a very harmful thing and put him off of religion for was one of the reasons why he fell away from religion um and then john john also realized that many of the rules on the other side of the card are opposites of the rule so the rules on the back side of the card are contradictory to the rules on the front side so an example thus whereas the front of the card said that you must be always examining yourself to see how many rules you had broken the back of the card began like this rule one put the whole thing out of your head the moment you get into bed and there isn't a note um about this um i guess the only note in the late edition is natural impulses are sometimes in accordance with the moral law c.s lewis um so that was a note from c.s lewis which isn't very helpful but the impression that i'm getting with this contradictory note is that the rules on the back of the card are the steward's rules which him being double-faced are definitely contradictory but even um a lot of people will point out that the bible does contradict itself in some places and that is okay um because sometimes what seems like a contradiction really isn't so just putting that out there as well um and then john is on a walk to a different place and he hears a voice saying come and he sees in this distance an island that reminds him of the gardens um of his childhood and so he it says a sweetness and a pang so piercing that instantly he forgot and it goes on to list all of these things that he forgot um and then this was a possible quote from or a quote that i thought about possibly doing as a quote of the week um that they were not like the things he had seen nay that what had befallen him was not seeing at all but he was too young to heed the distinction and too empty now that the unbounded sweetness had passed away not to seize greedily whatever had left whatever it had left behind 
Um, so this island that he sees reminds him of the primroses that as a child he pulled from the garden in this greed of desiring. Um, so continuing the quote, he had no inclination yet to go into the wood and presently he went home with a sad ex with a sad excitement upon him, repeating to himself a thousand times, I know now what I want. The first time that he said it, he was aware that it was not entirely true, but before he went to bed, he was believing it. So it's this awakening, the island is an awakening to something more, this longing, this desiring, which is in many of Lewis's works, Surprised by Joy is definitely all about this desiring. Till We Have Faces has a lot of this desiring in it. Paralandra has a decent amount, but it's just woven throughout a lot of C.S. Lewis's works. It was a huge thing for him, this desiring, this longing, this wanting to fulfill. And our natural instinct as humans is to find something that will fill that. And when we don't know what that is, we might use the wrong thing. Um, and we will definitely see a lot of that in The Pilgrim's Regress to the point where the first time I read this, I was very confused about the island and it's like, was this actually a good thing? It is. Um, so the island is a very good longing. It's it is longing for God, God's beauty, peace, etc. So I think that is it. It was a pretty short chapter, as many of these are. So yay! And then signing out, this is going to be a quote from um, Martin Luther King Jr. His a sermon entitled Shattered Dreams. Um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s Martin Luther King Jr. Day was probably a week ago by the time I post this, but he's amazing. And so it always, it feels good to go back to his words because he gets right at the heart. And I feel like Shattered Dreams sometimes the desire for longing it's easy to get distracted by dreams or just the need to keep pushing on despite everything else that's trying to distract us maybe is a better way but anyway i like this quote and i wanted to find a quote by king Um, so, what then is the answer? The answer lies in our willingness, our willing acceptance of unwanted and unfortunate circumstances, even as we still cling to a radiant hope, our acceptance to, of infinite disappointment, even as we adhere to infinite hope. This is not the grime, bitter acceptance of the fatalist, but the achievement found in Jeremiah's words in this brief 
I dared. That was not the quote that I meant to read. <sighs> I need to be better about sticky notes or something. Um, maybe it was. Yeah, I guess it was because um, the finite disappointments while still adhering to the infinite hope. So here's to us always having hope greater than what we can see and knowing that God is that hope no matter what is going on. Cheers.